Welcome to County Conversations. I'm Mark Levine, the Deputy Director of the New York State Association of Counties. Today I'm joined by NISAC President and Albany County Executive Dan McCoy. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Thanks for having me today, Mark. I really appreciate it. Now, you've been an active member of NISAC for a long time, and I'm sure many of our listeners know who you are. But for anyone who doesn't or who may just be joining our NISAC family, can you talk a little bit about your career before joining county government? So my career before joining county government, uh, I was in the military. Uh, I spent time in uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky. I spent time at Plattsburgh Air Force Base, uh, traveling a little bit with the, the New York Army National Guard. Uh, had a great career, came out, became a firefighter at the uh, Omni County uh, Airport, rose to the rank of captain, uh, decided to leave and go to the city of Albany after 11 years out there and spent 10 years in the city of Albany as a, a city firefighter. And uh, then I decided to pursue uh, being county executive and the rest is kind of history. But uh, I started off in the legislature and I, I do want to say you, you hit a, a really important part. Uh, being 12 years in the Albany County legislature, uh, the last two years as chair, uh, one of the things I respect about you know the state association is how valuable it is, not just to county executives and county managers, but to the legislature and to government as a whole in every department, whether it's mental health or health uh, or DCYF. The, there's always some type of legislation going on you keep us informed of or some new rule they're passing that uh, we're not even aware of. And, and you guys get a hold of it, you and everyone in the organization, and uh, basically stop it and say, hey, look, this isn't going to work. This is going to hurt what we're doing. So uh, it's, I've realized the, uh, how much of an advocacy uh, the uh, state association. Great. We definitely bird dog legislation as it, as it uh, comes up. Uh, so thank you for recognizing that. How has your experience in the military, uh, being a first responder, impacted your, res your perspective or approach to your role as county executive? You could talk a little bit about your time at, during COVID. Yeah, I mean, you know, so one of, one of the things, uh, you know, when Pat Ryan was was a county executive and uh, Steve Newhouse was a current county executive of Orange County, uh, being in the, uh, both being in the military, uh, the three of us kind of really had a little bond going and the factor that, you know, uh, we, we look at things differently, you know, and sometimes you have to, I always say this, no matter what emergency is in front of you, what situation you have to deal with. Sometimes you gotta take a step back, take a deep breath, evaluate the situation and make it happen. And, and rules change all the time. And we're, you know, uh, being uh, a combat vet uh, and, and Newhouse himself, and I know Pat Ryan, it, it's, it's a little bit different when you're on the battleground. Things change every second. Now, you know, you come up with a plan and with a plan you started with is definitely not the plan you usually end with. And it changes 80 times. And you have to adjust to the fire. And that's one of the things through COVID, I think the three of us did well, um, and you know, Steve Newhouse and, and myself, because you know, as much as the former governor kept changing the rules uh, and it was aggravating, we, we, we made it work. We're like, okay, well, all right, you want to change rules? You, you want to move the, the football goalposts, so to speak? We'll, we'll move with you. And, but again, it was about taking care of the people, uh, staying calm, and really just showing great leadership. And obviously, not getting ahead of your skis, not acting like you were the expert, because by far we weren't, but we were smart enough to bring the experts in to talk about it from our health commissioners uh, to the experts out in the field, in the medical fields, from the hospitals, from the university standpoints, from the business community. Um, and, and again, that, that really goes back to my military training uh, and everything we've learned. 
definitely you were a, a model for all the other county leaders across the state with how you dealt with the COVID response. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, one of the things we learned uh, early on, in too, is, like, you know, the uh, poor communities, black and brown communities, um, weren't really the, un the health inequities that was happening in these communities. Uh, we're the first county to set up pods on the corner to get vaccine and testing right to them. Um, and that was important, but we had the lessons learned. And a lot of times in government, and uh, I want to thank Steve Aquario and your staff because we stay focused on this. Uh, you learn a lot from your AAR, your after action report. And a lot of times in government, once the emergency is over, we're like, all right, we forget about it and move on to the next issue. Because, you know, when we're dealing with COVID or we're dealing with migration or we're dealing with unfunded mandates or changing election laws, uh, you know, and we're, you know, we have multiple. Uh, situations going on so to speak we're not just focused on one uh, you know and, and what we learn from the uh, health inequities is really what we have to translate uh, into the future and continue to work on that uh, so I do want to thank your partnership with NISAC and continue to focus on that to say look this is what we learned we're gonna fix that and make it better going into the future you're the president of the County Executives of America you're the president of the New York State Association of Counties, and those experiences allow you to, to learn from counties across the state, across the nation. Can you talk a little bit about Albany County and what that helps you bring to Albany County? So it, it's a different point of view. Um, we did an equity agenda in our county for Albany County, and I actually got it from King County, Seattle. You know, uh, right now we're in a mod, uh, in, in, we're looking at um, looking at how DSS and DCYF and mental health communicate, and there's a lot of fed or federal uh, legislation in state where we can't communicate through social services to other departments. Well, in Pittsburgh, they, they put it together. New York City did it. There's only two counties in this in the country that actually are doing this, and. Uh, if I wasn't out talking to the county executive from, from Philly or from Pittsburgh, uh, from up Tennessee, uh, you know, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and, and dealing with other ones, you wouldn't learn this stuff. And, and it's not all one model fits everything, but you can take that model and critique it and make it fit your area. So it's kind of unique, the amount of uh, men and women I run into across this country. Uh, and being on the board of directors of NACO and Matt Chase's leadership there and, and really just communicating, sitting in a room. And sometimes it's great just to sit in a room and hear stories. And we're like, hey, uh, we're, we're doing an airport terminal over. This is what we're faced with with our airport. Not only are we looking at the terminal, we're looking at getting more flights. And, and, and you know, what, what have you dealt with? You know, and, you know, what did you run in when you did that terminal expansion? Or what did you run into uh, with this issue with transportation? So it's, it's really useful, and, and it's, a, it's a wealth of knowledge I can bring back to this county, uh, and, and not just across the country. What I've learned from the other 60, well, there's 62 counties, so what I learned from the other 61 counties in the state of New York, dealing with just not just the county executives but the managers and the chairs of the legislature um, and, and at our conferences and, and, and talking to them and, and knowing we're all in this together and we need to row in the same direction not in the opposite direction that's great that's great thank you um, can you tell our audience a little bit about albany county 
So we're unique. We're in the capital. You know, uh, there's you know 320,000 people here in Albany County, a uh, million in the capital district. You know, give or take. Uh, it's great because you know state government's here, but it's good and bad to be the capital of New York. Uh, you know, we kind of get forgotten a lot. Everyone thinks we get special treatment, but sometimes we get overlooked because they're looking at other counties across the state. Uh, so it's a little frustrating. And uh, I, I joke, I'm not a Bill Belichick fan. I just want to make that clear. You know, but uh, I do hope the Giants get them though. Uh, but I do want to say I feel like Bill Belichick because we're always rebuilding. And the problem is we, we get great people to work for our county. We get great commissioners or workers. And the state steals them constantly. The state's always stealing our people, offering them more money. Um, and it's hard. Uh, so I always joke, I go, I always say to my commissioners, I go, we're, I'm Bill Belichick. we got to rebuild. We're, 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 we're building the bench for the future. Um, and uh, so there's good things and there's bad things, but it's also good when I can run into the governor uh, out at lunch or breakfast or, you know, uh, you know, we just see the governor out and about or the lieutenant governor um, or senators and assembly members we can grab outside of our delegation. And we, I, listen, I, I uh, wouldn't trade my senators and assembly members uh, to have Pat Fahey, John McDonald, and Neil Breslin. Uh, and a variety of other ones that really work with us day in and day out. It, it, it makes a difference. And uh, I always say this, it's a partnership. It's not about me. I'm only successful because of the people in my office. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Uh, but you've got to surround yourself with good people and you got to leave the egos out the door because a lot of times in government, uh, we tend to get uh, big heads. And what happens is you, you don't get accomplished what you need. And it's about the people. And if you truly want to do your job, it's about changing the quality of services we deliver, improving on them, making them cheaper, but expanding them services without raising taxes. And that's what we have done successfully since I've been county executive. We're at the start of the 2024 legislative session here. What do you uh, expect to see? What do, you, what, what do counties need from the state legislature and the governor this year? Uh, what do you expect the big issues to be for county governments this year? So I, I, I do want to say this to uh, everyone from NISAC watching this. The, what you don't see day in and day out is is this staff working for us and fighting legislation. We get hooked on the stuff when the FMAP money, when we lost that. Um, but they didn't realize what happened with housing and other bills that were going to come and change stuff, foreclosure process. Um, I, I You can rip off about 50 I'm not even aware of as president that you stopped or said, hey, this makes no sense. And there's a lot of good stuff that goes on. Unfortunately, we start to focus on the one or two, you know, the even I bill or the FMAP bill. Um, what we're really looking for, and uh, I have to say what we press for years here in this organization, is a partnership. Talk to us. Let us roll up the sleeves at the table. Let us tell you what we can feel. Stop passing these unfunded mandates down to us. And you know what happens a lot in government. It's like inside, inside trading, right? They, you know, the senators, the assembly come out and say, "Oh, we we uh, saved you four hundred thousand dollars on raise the age." But what they don't tell you is, for foster care, they raised it eight hundred. So that four hundred goes over here, and now I got to find another four hundred thousand uh, dollars to make up the difference. And it's like, how do you tell that to your constituents? Because they don't understand. They're busy with their lives. They just want their services. They want to keep their taxes flat. Uh, and they want a little quality of life, and, and, and I respect that. Um, but what I say to this organization as a whole, you really have to look at what we do day in, day out. And uh, one of the things I would love to do, uh, and it's never going to happen, but I'm going to push as president this year, is that any, you know, any bill that these senators and assembly members vote on and pass 
if it does not affect their district, they should have to sustain from that vote. Just like this even-eye bill or the 2% or the property tax cap. The senators and assembly members push all this legislation from New York City, and they exempt New York City every time. And they say, well, any city over a million people don't have to comply. You're telling the other 57 counties how to, to govern. Are, are, are we, you know, a bunch of, you know, people that have no idea how government runs, that you're so smart? And the last time I looked at the finances of the city, listen, counties are doing well. And we rolled up our sleeves and we made hard decisions. And we don't what we have to do. Now you're penalizing us constantly. Work with us. Stop dictating to us. And, and again, we'll get better results. And it's about all of our constituents. And if you truly want to transform me, New York State and key people here, come talk to the people on the ground. We're in the trenches. We're the ones every day talking to people when we're pumping gas or at the grocery store or we're out and about with our kids or we're out and about doing different things in the community. So we have our finger on the pulse. So I would say to the Senate and Assembly, come talk to us. Let us help you understand the issues that are facing our people and stop thinking from up here that you know what's going on in the rest of the state. Great. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for being with us today, and thanks for being our president. We appreciate it as a staff working with and for you. Um, so any last words for our members? We have a legislative conference coming up, um, and, uh, and there's going to be a lot going on with the state budget, legislative session, and, uh, and, and Congress, and everything else going on. Any, anything else to add before we uh, close down this conversation today? You know, I say to all the members of uh, NISAC, you know, really understand that you have a great team paying attention every day because we're running our own respective counties and we have enough going on. So I understand we can understand everything that's going on, on the federal side, on the state side. We have your back. We're reading everything. We're advocating for you. But we also need to hear from you. We need for you to say, hey, look, these are the important things for us. Or if you cut this money, it's going to hurt us here. Not just We, we can't always be uh, reactive. We have to be proactive. And the only way we're going to be proactive is if more members tell us their concerns or issues that they may have or they see coming up or legislation that it might be Clinton County, it might be St. Lawrence, it might be Wyoming, uh, you know, that has an issue that really won't affect Albany County, but it's really important to them. And uh, let me say this to, to everyone watching this. We're going to be listening and helping. We want to help you uh, make sure that whatever your legislation is that you're faced with, uh, we're there for you. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, this has been County Conversations, and we've been joined by NISAC President Dan McCoy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of NISAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.